welcome to this week's episode of Happily Ever Random. I am Ginny, I'm your host, and I am joined by my regular co-host, my brother Troy. Hey everyone. And this week we are joined with two guests. We have Troy's wife, Angelica. Hi. And Troy's amazing high school friend, James. Say hi, James. Hello, everybody. All right. All right, all right. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun one. Um, not just with everyone that's on the call today, but we also have a topic that I'm sure is pretty near and dear to everyone's heart on this. At least uh, the four of us. Yeah, <laughs> on the recording. Um, whether it be good or bad experiences in the past, we'll find out soon. Probably both. <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about the restaurant industry. Um, be a couple different things, different discussions here and there. Um, I think we're going to start out with some, some, uh, details, facts, things like that, but we'll get into the nitty gritty a little bit later on in the episode. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Wait, but before we start, let's say how many years we were in the restaurant. Industry. I was just about to ask to start that. So mm-hmm. you want to start sis? I'll start. Okay. Um, well I started in 2011 in yeah. the restaurant industry and I got out. When did I get out? 2019. It's about nine years. So what all positions did you hold? I started off as a hostess, and then I moved my way up as a to-go server. And then I was a server, and then I was a bartender, <laughs> and then I became an event manager. So I have nice. dabbled in I a I didn't lot. realize you were a bartender. I didn't know that. I was. I can nice. make a pretty mean margarita. Uh, nice. Frozen right. on the rocks, baby. <laughs> James, what about you? What's your experience in the industry? Um, about... About 13 years. Um, nice. And pretty much every position in the restaurant. I was a dishwasher, a buster, a cook, a KM, an AGM, a, a host, a server, a bartender, a GM. Mm-hmm. I've wow. done pretty much everything. I've done it all um, throughout. <laughs> so it was it was a wild ride, but it was really fun to experience everything. Um, and yeah. it also helps when you get into upper management to be able to like relate to people. Yeah. Exactly. So did you do all this because of like training to be like GM and whatnot? No, I just worked my way up. Okay. What was your favorite? Honestly, probably being a kitchen manager. Yeah. That, I've like, never the kitchen like. I've never been in management in the restaurant industry, but kitchen manager sound seem always seemed like the most fun to Better me than in floor manager. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get paid better and you, you get to hang out <laughs> with the same people. Like you don't have to deal with all the people up front. Yes. Yeah, I can I can attest to that Sorry, as well. Um, so I ended as a kitchen manager, but same same thing as Angelica and James. I worked my way up server to go bartender, uh, like lead server, all these different things. Um, but I didn't actually work a lot of the back of house positions, but I trained in all of them for a few months before becoming a kitchen manager. Yeah. And Was it required in order to become yes. a kitchen manager? Okay. 100%. Okay. Because you, you can't manage someone if you don't know how to do their job. Right. No, that makes sense. I just didn't know because I've never done it. So, so. It, was, it was definitely an interesting ride, but kitchen manager is so much better than being on the floor. <laughs> I bet. And anyone <laughs> listening that has ever been in these situations knows exactly what we're talking about. But you don't have to deal with people. You have, like James said, your regulars that are in the back of house you're chilling with all day. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And it took me, I think I was in it for eight years. I think I left a year earlier than what you did, babe. Yeah. 
okay. about. Okay. Jen? Uh, I started at 17, I think. I was actually, I actually waited tables before you were legally allowed to. Um, at a, <laughs> one of the wings, wing restaurants. I can't remember which one. It was the one that was at the Marquee. Don't remember which one it was. It was like, um, <sighs> I, don't, I can't remember which I one. I didn't live. Wings and they, more? I think it was Wings and More that was at the Marquee. They were actually letting me wait tables at 17 when I wasn't supposed to technically, but whatever. <laughs> Um, and I've actually, the only, the only positions I've held are server and host, but I've worked in many restaurants from 18 all the way up into my thirties here and there, you know, back and forth, you know, at different times of my life. It wasn't consistent all the way through. It was just at different times. Mm -hmm. So, but I did. Nice. So so lots Um, of experience. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So. Since we talked about everybody's positions that they've held, um, I thought I'd just throw in a couple, just like some random facts about the industry that I found while I was doing some research um, so that we could go over. And did you guys know that the restaurants made their first appearance in ancient Roman and Chinese cities as a place for travelers to get a quick meal? Makes sense. I know. I thought that was kind of cool. So, um, originally the countryside inns that offered guests meal, they offered them simple meals at regular times. There were no menus, no options. It was just, this is what we have. Take it or leave it. this is what you get. (laughs) Back in the the day when you're traveling, you take what you can. Exactly. (laughs) So I thought that was really interesting. So, and then I got a couple other like facts about like modern day stuff, like, San Francisco has the most restaurants per household in the U.S. with 39.3 restaurants for every 10,000 households. Damn. What? (laughs) Can't even like... Wow. I know. And did you know that there's actually more Subways worldwide than there are McDonald's? I don't believe that. I mean, that's what I found on my research. I don't know. Maybe you guys can find some different answers, but that's what I found. There's no way. There's literally a McDonald's. Well, they're in every Walmart, too, almost. Right. (laughs) Did you know, though, that the Walmart in Tomball has a famous walk and not a McDonald's Actually, I think McDonald's has been, like, getting out of Walmart. It has a famous walk. That's random. I'm not even kidding. That's (laughs) something you see at the mall. I know. I thought it was hilarious (laughs) when I went there last week and saw that. I was like, what? (laughs) But... Um, it also, I also saw that there are 14.7 million restaurant industry employees in the U S making it the nation's second largest private sector employees. Uh, and that is nearly twice the number of people living in New York city. I mean, it it makes sense just because in the front house, it's quick cash. Oh yeah. So there's always going to be tons of people working in it Mm -hmm. and no matter how much, the economy sucks and inflation and everything, you're ne- everyone's going to go out to eat still. Exactly. Yeah. You're Everyone never going to just stay home. I mean, even during COVID, how many times did you see people even still going out like yeah, to the restaurants true. that were at least open? Right. <laughs> well, that's mm-hmm. when... Yeah, I was in the industry during that time. Were oh, you? I can't even imagine. How, how was it? Yeah. I was just going to say, how yeah. bad was it? <laughs> um, so we had... We were kind of a quick 
quick service place, uh, we did like meal prep. So people were obviously coming to us because they could come to us one time and get oh, 10 yeah. meals. Oh, wow. That'd be nice. So we had a ton of people coming and we were like setting it outside the door and stuff, putting it in people's trunks. Um, it was crazy. It was really crazy. Like some people were super scared, but still coming out. And other people were just like, whatever, don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm coming in. Like, so it was, it was, there was a, a healthy mix of people, but people were still coming out. Like Troy said, like even people that were scared were still coming yeah. out. How was it with, with the staff though? Cause I mean, being a server at some point, there was always some kind of excuse that I would try to get out of work no matter yeah. how much I needed money. <laughs> exactly. And COVID is a perfect excuse. So yeah, it, it was, it was great though, because for us, uh, we didn't need any front of house people because it was counter service. So I could run the True. entire front myself because people weren't coming in really. And then I had oh, okay. my cooks and my cooks were always coming to work. Oh, like yeah. they were getting paid extra during COVID yeah. too. Oh, so, staff always uh, wants to work. Always. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Servers so never had... want to work. <laughs> no. So yeah, I had three cooks and myself and we were just running it six days a week. Nice. Wow. I mean, you nice. saved on labor for sure. Oh, but... yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, labor was like 9%. <gasps> <Aww>. <laughs> nice. Your numbers look great, James. Keep it up. I bet. Um, one of the actually one of the facts that I saw that I think is crazy, and I think this percentage needs to go up dramatically. It's almost forty percent of all Americans have worked in a restaurant at least once during their life. Only forty percent. Only forty percent. I think. I think it should be required of every person to work in a restaurant for at a minimum of two weeks. I would say anything service wise, like. And at the counter, <laughs> work well, at the counter. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like Angelica said, anything service wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's just no possible way you can understand unless you've lived it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I well, think even that for, needs like, to go up for yourself for your like development. Like if it wasn't yeah. for being in restaurants, I don't know, like the type of person I'd be. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? I think it definitely shaped like, the super, type, kind of person right. I am too. I'm super like 100%. outgoing and bubbly, and I think it's because yeah. I was a host and I was like the face of the restaurant when they walked in. So I was like, hey, you well, know. And and we can get into this more in detail later, but I think I think to be really successful in it. I think you have to have the right kind of personality for it though. Like, yeah. and James, I haven't seen you in years, so I believe you still have the same kind of personality you did when you were in high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So if you do, then you have the right kind of personality, but like, and, but Troy also like Troy has the perfect personality for waiting tables, for being in the restaurant industry, you know? And if I'm Aww. going by the kind of personality you had it when you were in high school as well, James, from nice. when I knew you, you did too. Like y'all's kind of personality is perfect for that kind of industry. I'm half and half. Like I can fake it. Fake it till you make it. But I'm not <laughs> perfectly made for it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. you have to you have to be kind of quick witted, yeah. but you also have to be able to take a punch. You have to be thick skinned. Exactly. You know? You have to be able mm-hmm. to take a punch but also give one in a nice way. Yeah. I mean I, I definitely yeah. had tables make me cry, so I, I was not thick skinned enough. <laughs> Yeah, and you've, you've got to be able to kind of wear the red lipstick to just like, you know, you got to kiss a little ass. Yeah, yeah definitely. Throughout. I mean, yes. if you want those good tips, yeah. you got to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw that smile really on work and keep it. going. <laughs> yep. um, so, another crazy fact that I found. Did you know that there is the most expensive burger currently 
is being served at the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. It is called the Florida Lease, and it costs five thousand dollars. Does it have gold flakes in the cheese or something? It better, oh, man. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. God, <laughs> five thousand dollars. Jeez, that's more. That's like half a year of mortgage for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm throwing down three months' rent over a five thousand dollar burger. Right, right. Yeah. I'm like, hell no, mm-hmm. that is insane. There's... Can you imagine being rich enough to buy a burger for five thousand dollars? It's probably not even that good. I know. It's probably just yeah. some mediocre just... burger that has some kind of like burn implant in it with right. the right? letters. And... I know. We need to like research it yeah, and really do. find out what it is. I'm curious. <laughs> People are buying it just to just to flex a little bit. There's exactly. nothing about eating the burger. It's all like, about the clout. Look what I did. <laughs> yeah, look what I bought. Exactly. All about the clout. That's all it is. But <laughs> speaking yep. of spending money, though, um, I did see that it said in 2015, the average American spent just over $3,000 per year on dining and takeout. Sounds about right for us. You that think was so? 2015. I feel like that might be higher now. Well, I yeah, think, I mean, I think it I would think too. I spend like 100 bucks a week. Like we as Seriously? a family, mm-hmm. hundred yeah. bucks a week. Yeah, easy. Hundred bucks a week, easily. Yeah, I mean, easy. So, and then the kids don't eat it all. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Oh, they never eat it. Don't even touch no. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going through a phase of David not wanting to eat anything right now. <laughs> yep. So, of course, yeah, I it's have, so fun. I have a child that is she's in online high school, so she stays home all the time, so she doesn't have to wake up super early in the morning to go to school. So she has a tendency to. Like, get up at, like, 11 o'clock at night and be like, I'm hungry. And go in the kitchen and find something. So, like, if we go out to eat, if she doesn't eat her food, I'm like, take it home. When you get hungry at midnight, (laughs) this is what you're going to eat. Like, you're not going to be crawling through my pantry finding something. You're going to eat this so you don't waste my money. Yeah. (laughs) And she does. I will give her that much credit. She will eat the food that she takes home from the restaurant. Yeah. I just don't see it being $3,000. I feel like it's more, but that's just me. Well, now I'm sure it is. Nowadays, for sure. Okay. It was like 2015. Yeah. yeah. But, and then also... But also saw... you have to look at like the people, the amount of money people make. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, it also said that Houston has the highest number of people who eat out four or more times a week. Oh, makes sense. <laughs> like it had to be our our hometown. Um, I don't know if you have it on here, but also I learned this. So anyone who doesn't know me, I went to college for hotel restaurant management, and I actually learned this is that in Houston on Main Street, Main Street alone, there's over two thousand restaurants and bars. Like Main Street downtown, Main Street. Yeah. Okay. The whole the whole uh, street, not I mean, just I, in I downtown, but Main Street, the length but... of it. There's over 2,000 restaurants and bars on that one street alone. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I can see it because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've gone down, because I work downtown. So, you know, I've been down oh, yeah. that street. I've been to restaurants down that street. I've partied at a lot of the bars in there during college. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on the main myself. Oh, we all have. Do you, guys, do you guys look at restaurant reviews before you go to them? Like if it's a new, new place? Do y'all count on the reviews I do. before you go to it? I don't look at the reviews. I just look at the stars. Yeah. Like, will you not go to a restaurant if it doesn't have good reviews? If it's a place... I mean, if it was like three stars, I'm out. Really? Unless someone I know, like specifically that's close, said it's good. Mm-hmm. If, it, yeah. if it's that low, I'm not touching it. See, and the reason I ask this is because, well, for one, I, I saw that it said over 90% of people 
survey surveyed that said that they read restaurant reviews prior to going out. But I actually just had somebody that I was talking to recently. Um, I told him where, where I'd gone to dinner one night with my daughter. And it was, it was actually that place in Tomball called super yummy. I mean, I've heard that, of it. Have you been there? Um, I've been there, but I heard of it. It's an awesome, like Japanese, like restaurant. Really good. But I told him about it and he actually went and looked, looked it up online. And he was like, you know, that place has like really bad reviews. Like horrible reviews. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know what these people are talking about in these reviews because I go there all the time. Like, I think it's awesome. <laughs> you know? And he was <laughs> like, yeah, I still don't think I could do it. Even if after you telling me it's good, like everyone on the internet says it's horrible. And I'm like, all right, you trust the internet over the person you personally know. Cool. I don't care. <laughs> you, know, you know if it's not on the internet, it's not real. Come on now. I know. Well, I mean, right? like, the reviews also is not just about the food. It's about the service as well. So it's like, yeah. the food could be good, yeah. but the service could be horrible. I, I don't know. I mean, the so, three of us, Waltrip alumni, I mean, we, we went to Eastern where it was like the worst service ever. But we continued oh, to Eastern go there constantly. <laughs> James, Just because it was close, James. That one server, the older <laughs> or the middle-aged guy, is still there, and he still walks yeah, up. Sure he is. What still you want? Mean. <laughs> I have so, to meet this person. For anyone listening me? that doesn't know what we're talking about, there is a restaurant in Houston off Thirty Fourth Street called Eastern. It's a Chinese restaurant. Great food, but the service, the servers are not very nice. To be honest. Well, they they're not deal, really like mean. They have to deal with high school they're kids all the time. They're just very like bland. They they literally will walk up to the table and be like, "What do you want?" Yeah, they just <laughs> do their job. Yeah, but the food is the bare minimum. The food is amazing. I love the food. I will still <laughs> go there. And I graduated almost twenty years ago, so <laughs> aging yourself there. A See, I think, Shut up. I think for reviews, like I look at the service, um, like Angelica said. For me, like, as long as my drink stays full the entire time throughout my meal, I'm really not upset. Like, yeah. as long as they stay on top of everything, like, that's great for me. Like, I won't judge the server off the food, and I'll still tip them well. Right. But, you know, like, if, if mm-hmm. they say it's bad service, and I still go, and I get bad service, then it's kind of on me. So I still tip them decent, because right. I was like, I, I did this to myself. So, and plus, like, you know, in the industry, like, how we struggle, especially when we're in that position of serving. So... Like, mm-hmm. I still try to help out. But, yeah, for me, like, I have to read a review to see, like, someone say, like, some somebody such and such is spectacular there. Okay, I'm asking for that person when I go there. So. That's a good point. I didn't just think my two cents. using reviews that way. Um, Honestly, we just, we never look at reviews. No. I really don't. Well, we always go honest. to the same places. So. But, yeah, yeah. I, I typically do, too. I typically um, just go to the same place over Talking over. about the reviews. <laughs> so, I said I had eight years of restaurant experience. And I mean that being literally in the restaurant. So I've actually my whole adult my whole adult life have been involved in the industry at some somehow. Like indirectly almost. Exactly. Yeah. Whether it be in operations in the restaurant or, you know, with the cleaning supplies, POS systems like the the tech tech side of it, things like that. Yeah. And James, you said you're in the tech side of it now, so you should probably know this also. Yeah. And when it comes to reviews, that is one of the main focuses of a lot of new restaurant owners now. Because of millennials getting older, Gen Z is coming around, everything like that. Nowadays, everything is so, so much involved around technology in, in general. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
just kind of thrown that out there from my experience that now newer restaurant owners, that's one of the main focuses that they're looking at is their online presence. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, it's very true. It's just like social media too. Like the forbidden Mm -hmm. foodie page on Facebook, like it makes or breaks a restaurant in Katie. Like it doesn't matter what you're, you could have one star on Yelp. If you have a good review from an admin on that forbidden foodie page, like you are golden forever. I was going to say Conroe has the same thing. There's like some sort of like barbecue place that someone talked about and they the next day was completely sold out. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Is it McKenzie's? I don't know. It's not McKinsey's. I know that much, but that place okay. is really good. Yeah, we went. We yeah, went to McKinsey's. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last little bit of facts that I had were like kind of based on like salary and everything because I kind of figured we go. That was like the first thing we would talk about on our thoughts from being in the industry were how we make the our living in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, it did say that the cities in the U.S. for the worst tippers are San Francisco and Seattle, and that New Orleans is the best tippers in the U.S. I wonder why. <laughs> Everybody's drunk, so they're like, yeah. oh, take my money. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> um, it did say, and I'm kind of jealous of this one. I want to know where in the U.S. this is. It said the average base salary for a restaurant employee in the U.S. is $11.54 an hour. A lot of that's more on the West Coast. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, it, it ain't in Texas. The living <laughs> is more expensive. Mm-hmm. So West West Coast, like Northeast. California. I know yeah. that. Okay. Even even Austin now. Really? really? Oh, really? Austin Austin is a baby Cali. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it did really say is. that chefs earn an average of fifteen dollars and eight cents an hour. In the U- and this is all in the U.S., okay? Um, and then it said restaurant management makes a median salary of 55516 per year. I'd say that's pretty spot on yeah. for management. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say for, for average, yeah. Now, I'm very particular because of the company I, that we worked for with Papa's. Mm-hmm. But in this, I feel like chef is a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of just back of house workers. Because if you're a chef, you're working your way up to own a restaurant or be an executive chef somewhere else. Things like that. Yeah, I think when it said chef, I think it really just meant like back of house cooks. I don't think it meant like chef, chef, like Gordon Ramsay chef or anything. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to put put that out there also for people who haven't been in the industry that that's more of a blanket statement. Yeah. And then, of course, in Texas, servers make $2.13 an hour. Wah, wah. Plus tips. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. So, Big rolling. And I figured that would kind of be our first topic <laughs> that we go into for our thoughts from our experiences working in the industry is how we make our living in the industry is as servers, bartenders, you know, mm-hmm. is by tips because when you make two thirteen an hour, you don't see that. Whatsoever. You don't get a paycheck because no. that all goes to your taxes that exactly. get taken out. I mean, 100%. I don't think I ever got an actual paycheck when I was working waiting tables. The only reason me and Joe probably did is because we were bartenders, and with the company we worked with, bartenders made like five dollars and twenty cents an hour. Yeah, I think the only <laughs> paycheck I ever got was like the 
week or two that I would do training when I first started at a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. When you would make regular minimum yeah. wage. It, it's so crazy. And my thoughts around that is like, if you have a minimum wage that's that's enforced in your state, it should apply to all employees of the state. So 213 should be tossed and should at least be 725 or 750 um, because that definitely adds up across the hours. And, you know, if, even if you don't get tipped too well, at least you have something to keep you afloat. Exactly. Because right. I mean, still got to live. I mean, and I don't know the correct or the exact phrasing that they use or any the legal jargon, but from being a manager, there's something along the lines of Texas sees the tip income and average of it as making up for that minimum wage. Yeah. So that's the reason why. In well, Texas, you have to. Yeah. 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 There, there's something along the lines and James, you might know also that if, if a server goes through a pay period and doesn't make equivalent or more to what minimum wage was that they should be reimbursed by the restaurant. I don't, again, I don't know the legal jargon of it or the exacts, yeah. but it's something along the lines of that. Right. So I'm not defending. That's why they always push to like get cash tips. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm not defending anything against <laughs> the servers. <laughs> I'm just giving a little backstory on it. Right. No. Because I'm 100% for the servers in this. No, yeah, of course. I mean, even after you're not a server anymore, I mean, being a server, you're always going to be, having been a server, excuse me, I should say, you're always going to be, I guess, sympathetic yeah. to that. I mean, we've been there, so like, we don't yeah. want to do that to someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So real quick, before we go any further, I do want to ask you guys, do y'all stick, like as as a non-industry person now, like as a non-server, I guess you could say, do when you go out to eat, do y'all stick to the like tipping 20% or double the time or whatever you want to do? Do y'all do that or do you do just whatever amount you feel that person deserved? deserved? So me, me and Angelica will talk about this first. The way that we look at it is if you do your minimum work, a mediocre service, mm-hmm. we're still giving 20%. Right. Because we've been there. We know what's going on. Right. We'll talk about this a little bit later on, but you don't know what's going on in the service life, exactly. whatever. The only reason we're leaving less is if you are an a- absolute asshole or doing a complete shit job at, at what you're doing. But you never not leave a tip. Correct. No. Never. We always I don't think I've ever. ever done I don't think I've ever not left a tip no. even on the worst service I've ever gotten. And no, even we always leave something. What Troy says is like and if we say we leave t- less than 20%, it's not it's like 18% or even 15%. It's nothing yeah. like it's not a, like dollar. a dollar. Yeah, I was about to say it's not like a dollar. No, no. Because also we've been there and we have bad days Mm -hmm. and maybe, or the server was weeded and he just couldn't get to us or I don't know. There's different reasons. Yeah. And like we said earlier, it's how you live. It's your living. So we're not going to tip you Mm -hmm. a dollar. And the the opposite of that, if you did amazing and I am just blown away, I'm going to give you what you deserve. Yeah. Agree. I'm not just going to stick to the 20%. I'm going to give you what you deserve on it. James, what about you? Yeah, the industry, like working in it, has definitely made me an over tipper. Um, but like <laughs> right. Troy, yeah. But like Troy said, um, if it was absolutely awful and like I, I genuinely like didn't enjoy any part of my experience because of the way that you performed, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just drop it down to like eighteen percent or something. Uh, sometimes I'll like if I feel like they need more, and that's just a judgment call. 
I'll leave more money, like 25% or something, but I'll write like a little note that says like, hey, the service was really bad, but I understand things happen, whatever. Like, um, I still want to give you what I feel like you deserve. Right. Yeah. It's just like, maybe make them aware that if they're currently weeded, that like, hey, I need to like get on top of my next tables because you don't know who's going to come to your tables and it could be people that are, yeah, going to leave a dollar or nothing. So if you make them aware of the situation, maybe it'll actually benefit them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We've all had those experiences, I'm sure, of you get the last table of the night five minutes before oh. close oh my God. and i've literally had mm. someone leave me 37 dollars on a 30 36 dollar and 60 cents tab i've had people leave me a penny before like <laughs> don't just don't even leave me a tip at that point yeah <laughs> if, if it's if it's not more than a dollar just leave i don't care but but back to my original <laughs> question i'm kind of the same as as all of y'all that answered um just from living that life as well like i pretty much I, okay, I'm not going to lie. I can't do math in my head, so I can't figure out what Same. actual 20% is. So <laughs> if y'all ever see me out at a restaurant and you see me pick, take out my phone and pull up the calculator, I'm trying to figure out Same. what 20% of my tab is. <laughs> but on the other hand, like Troy said, if I think you are a phenomenal server, and I've actually done this yeah. many times, if I think you were just the most amazing server I've ever had in my life, and you made my experience and my child's experience top notch, and I think you deserve 50% tip or more, I'm mm-hmm. going to give that to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been because there. I've been there, for sure. and that's happened to me. People have done that for me, and right. I remember how that made me feel. I mean, yeah. such an overwhelming experience. It's, I know. It's I'm like, so crazy. remember the feeling you got when you got an amazing tip on one of your nights, especially if it was a bad night I that know. you were having. You're like, dude, this and table just made my night. Like, I just got a hundred bucks yep. off this table. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. it I broke a bill. everything for you. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for I, I had a server chase me down in the parking lot over, over a tip just to thank me. Oh, I, oh, like, I thought you wait, meant like... <laughs> No, no, just to thank me. Just to thank me. I left it hanging on the wrong part. I know. I thought you were going to say, like, it was a bad tip. I was like, oh, my God. How dare you? Which, by the way, have y'all ever confronted anyone over a bad tip that they left you? Absolutely not. I do not do confrontation. I haven't either. Mm-mm. No. James? I like really had, like, some, like, I've had a lot of zeros and stuff, and honestly, my mentality is just, like, F it. Yeah. It's I, what can you do? I have done something. I didn't confront them about it. But they they gave me cash, and it was maybe a dollar, two dollars, whatever. And I was, I guess, I was in a mood this day. I don't know what it was because this normally isn't like me when I'm when I'm serving. Yeah. But they said keep the change. I put the change back in the checkbook and left it on the table and said, "Here's your change. Have a good night." And walked away from them. So I didn't confront (laughs) them about it. But you I were was like just like petty, mm, like silent. I don't petty. need your two dollars. I haven't <laughs> actually done this, but I actually I had coworkers that same kind of experience, but it would be like coins that they left them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Be, they were like keep the change, and they would put the coins back in the book, hand it back to them, and be like, you obviously need this more than me. Here you go. I'm gonna give it back to you. Oh no! And I'm like, I could mm. never do that to a table. Like, you couldn't if you did that at Papa's where we were. Oh no! I think this is no, when no, I worked no. at oh, Joe's Crab Shack. I'm just, no, I'm just saying for <laughs> Texas people, they know what Papa's is. Anyone listening that's not from Texas, it's, a it's very respectable. Yes, it's not. Company. I'm not going to say high end, but it's known for its service and training. If you would have done anything close to that, you were 
on the gone. verge of getting fired. I'm pretty right sure now, this sure. was. I'm pretty sure this was when I worked at Joe's Crab Shack, like that, one that of my first of restaurants I worked for. <laughs> <laughs> Zero bucks. Yeah, nobody gave crap at that at that restaurant. <laughs> Um, Another thing about tipping is, and I've noticed this more and more recently, is our parents tip better now. No, now they tip better now. (laughs) Oh, now, now, yes. Yes, now. Now now. I'm glad, but when when we used to be in the, when you and I still worked in the industry, Troy, and we would go out to dinner with mom, she would ask us almost every single time, one of us, how much, how much should I tip him? How much yeah, should I leave? I'm like, quit asking me, mom, because I'm not going to give you the answer you want. Well, I'd rather I'd rather that <laughs> than them just shit on the server. Because because at the I mean, mom's gotten better at tipping now. I mean, I think she does. You know, like the yeah. higher percentage, like we do. But at the time, no offense, mom, if you're listening, I love you. But <laughs> at the time, she wasn't a very good tipper, so she'd no. be like ten percent maybe. So I'm like, don't ask me how much you should tip because I'm going to tell you like a 40% tip because this guy was really good, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Well, like talking about that, <laughs> I mean, it's it was the same with my parents. Like my mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. And how are you supposed to know that you're supposed to tip 20% unless you were actually in the industry? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like common knowledge. I think it has started to become more common knowledge Well, it's more today, in today's society it's more acceptable now to have like suggested tips on the on the receipts oh like on the receipt yeah Yeah. i like when they do that because then i don't have to do the math in my head (laughs) exactly (laughs) no but like kind of going back to what jenny was saying i remember like when i was in the service industry my mom she got a little card that pretty much tells you if your total was this amount this is how much tip you would leave and like she would always pull it out when we're together and she's like, hmm, okay, let me see which one it is. And I just thought it was the cutest thing because she's like, I know you guys live off your tips. And yeah. ever since then, she always tips well. See, yeah. okay, but real quick, you just said living off your tips and this just made me realize I never had to pay rent when I lived off of tips because I always lived with my mother when I worked in a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> and I never realized it until just now. Like that's kind it of random. Just hit me. So I never had to worry. Worry like, okay, I have to make this much this shift in order to make rent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, or I have to make this much by this shift in order to pay the electricity bill, you know, or anything right. like that. No, there there's a lot because of times Because I lived with my mother or my grandmother. Mhm. Every time I've worked in a restaurant, so I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have a you know all of those all that stuff to do, so I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, there were there were a bunch of people that would be like, "Yeah, man, I had to end up picking up a double just so I can get my car note." Yeah, like it was, it was crazy. But yeah, no. so yeah, people scrape by. It's it's so wild to see like the lifestyle in the industry and how people live like day-to-day basically like just banking on a big shift i honestly can't imagine having to do that because i mean i i work in a very state with a i work for a very stable company excuse me for annual salary you know whatever in an office and i'm a single parent i still scrape by you know i'm still living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i can't even imagine having to do that 
That would be like so in the restaurant stressful. industry with tips like well, that. A lot, and also a lot of the people in the industry, they kind of do it themselves because when we were serving, we would party a lot yeah, and drink a lot. Oh yeah, I did too. <laughs> so well, that's like, where a lot of your money well, went. <laughs> yeah. You'd blow your money from the shift, giving it to someone exactly. else working a shift <laughs> and then have to work your shift the next day exactly. just to get the money back well, to go funny. blow it again. It's funny. Cause when James said lifestyles, like, wait, like the server lifestyles, okay, I'm going to work my ass off this shift. But then I also need to have a drink afterwards because yes. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I need yep. to like especially out. when I worked at Papado and I worked a swing shift on Saturdays with that one manager, <laughs> Tony Jones. Yes. Who would, <laughs> we did not like each other on Saturdays. I don't know what it was. He worked, he was the manager every Saturday and Sunday. And I worked a swing shift on Saturday from like noon to close. And then I worked Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. That sounds and terrible. every Saturday, we would not get along. We would fight constantly every shift. And then I would go to the bar next to Papa. What was the bar over there on 290? Uh, um, no. That's Glicks. really old. <laughs> um, we'd go to the bar over there on 290. After the shift on Saturday, I'd get shit-faced. And then I'd go <laughs> in on Sunday. And it was like he felt bad for me because i was hung over and he'd be super nice to me every sunday <laughs> wow. server lifestyle don't I know. miss those days no I don't. do not miss it at all <laughs> don't it literally engulfed my 20s like it yes. was that was me yes. i was that person yeah i was a 100%. different human being yes and i still have friends in it right now and like they'll hit me up to like go hang out and stuff and i'm like dude like my kid goes to bed at seven forty-five, eight o'clock. Like, I'm I'm not I'm in far bed behind. By it, dude. nine o'clock. Like, yeah, I'm not far behind it, dude. Yeah, if you're not inviting me somewhere by eight p.m., don't even oh, consider it. Happening. Don't even invite me yeah, by eight p.m. Like, if you don't invite me by like seven, I'm done. Yeah, you need at least a day ahead notice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need multiple days notice because right. I have to think if I want to flake on this or not. Exactly. <laughs> Like, should I use my child as an excuse or not? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, totally feel you there. Talk, talking about lifestyle actually kind of takes us in straight into the next one that we're going to talk about. Yes. And this is something that I always, that was always real dear to me being in the industry and thinking about. Yeah. Is that for anyone that hasn't worked in the industry, you, you there's no way you would know this, but. I'd say server, at least 90% of the time. Yeah. Servers that are working. Most of the time, the smiles and the voice that they have, they're fake. I'd say say at least nine. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. 80% of the time. When you're on the floor as a server, you're on stage. You're putting on a show. You are acting. Yes. Yep, and everybody's kid is the cutest kid they've ever seen. Oh my, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, and you know what's so funny so about you know what's so funny about saying you're a kid because or talking about kids because Troy actually just said this to me the other night when we were out at dinner. He said, "I always told myself when I was working in the industry that I would never allow my kid to be that one that would like <laughs> make a mess in the restaurants." And now I here I am, LOL. and my kid just threw food on the floor. 
Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. I thought Chips. the same too. I thought the same too. Like I thought my kid was going to behave. Cooper had an absolute meltdown at Papados for my sister's birthday. It just <laughs> screamed <laughs> to the top of his lungs. So embarrassing. <laughs> You yeah. know what actually used to like, work on my daughter when she would throw a fit in restaurants? I would get real close to her and whisper in her ear, everyone is looking at you. Oh, everyone I do that too. I tell him, <laughs> I tell Cooper, I'm going to tell that man next to you. I'm going to tell that man <laughs> he's looking at you. That, like, that no, stops Cooper now. It would actually make her embarrassed. It would actually embarrass her to think that yeah. people were staring at her and like watching her throw a fit. So she would stop. Of course, now, I mean, it doesn't make a difference because notes, she's old babe. enough, but... <laughs> Taking notes. But anyways, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Troy. Back to no. your original point. No, but... <laughs> I mean, it, it, it all kind of just correlates everything together, tipping on stage, all that. But it's... Not only is it a stressful job because you have to take care of someone. Right. As in serve them food, give them drinks, whatever. Not only are you busting your ass trying to just make money to get by, mm-hmm. but who knows if something just happened in your family or if you're in college and you just fail an exam and you have to go work that day. Yep. Like nobody is going to know except you as the server. I actually, you know, you just said who knows if something happened in your family. <laughs> kind of sad story. I apologize. Oh, but <laughs> back, um, back when I was 19 years old. And I was working at Chili's in Humble. And I got the phone calls from mom on my cell phone. I wasn't supposed to have my cell phone on me, guys, because it was against policy. Was it but a flip phone? But I had phone? it in my, re- in my apron. Yes, it was a flip phone. Thank Whoa. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kept getting calls from my mom, and I, I kept ignoring them. And then I finally went to the bathroom, listened to the voicemails, and it was her and Tracy kept going, you know, Jenny, we need you to come home. Jenny, we need you to come home. Jenny, we need you to come home. So finally, I went to my manager and I said, look, I know I'm not supposed to have my phone on me, but I do. And I've gotten all these voicemails from my mom. Something has happened. I have to go. She made me finish out my last table that I had just gotten. So I had to put on a show. I had to act. I had to smile for this father and his two kids. Not knowing his what's two, going on. Fa- this father and his two young sons. Finished out the table, cashed him out, and then I left, drove to mom's house, and that was when mom told me that daddy had just passed away. That's crazy. I Sad. never knew that. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I never knew that you, you were working that day. You and Tracy and Rob were all at the house, and I walked in, and 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 looking back subconsciously, I knew what had happened because in one of the voicemails, Tracy said, Mom needs to talk to you, and your brother needs you. Oh, <laughs> are we about to cry? So subconsciously, so kind of. Sorry, guys. I know that's kind of a sad story. I apologize. But and then after that, I had to actually work the rest of the week. I still had to work my shifts. Oh no, because that's I wasn't living at home at the time. I was living oh. with my daughter's dad, so I had to help with rent. So of course, I I guess I did have one time in my life there where I had go. to pay rent. <laughs> Um, so I actually had to suffer through shifts at Chili's the day after I found out my father passed away. So I Ooh. did have to put on that fake smile and that show. And there were several times where I did run to the bathroom and lock myself in the bathroom and cry for a few minutes. Or actually, I think I went into the freezer. <laughs> that makes a little more Everything sense. Everything happened in the, the freezer. Per- where all the servers go. <laughs> the walk-in yeah. cooler. 
But, I yeah. wouldn't have gone in. Yeah. I would have said, fuck it. I I'm had not. to. I had to make the money. I couldn't, I couldn't afford not to. Mm-hmm. I'll make it somehow. So. <laughs> I'm not going but, in if some, if some shit like that happened. But speaking of the freezer, I mean, if you're putting on a show and you're going through some shit in your personal life, but you're faking it for the restaurant, how many times have y'all walked into that walk-in cooler or that freezer and just screamed, fuck? A lot. Uh, Too many times to count. And then went back to work. I walked in once and I cried. I remember. I'll never forget that. And then the manager followed followed me in there and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just can't. I'm just so weeded. He's like, look, (laughs) you need to get your shit together. You're going to get through Mm -hmm. this. And then you'll be fine. I'm like, okay. Yep. I was like, how, how old was I? Oh, you weren't around. Um, I was like, <laughs> I guess 16 or 17. Yeah. I was an emotional girl. Yeah. Couldn't take it. So for anyone not in the industry, if you ever see your server slam their way into the kitchen and then not come out for five to 10 minutes, they're probably <laughs> in the walk-in cooler or freezer. More than likely. Throwing a fit. That is so funny because it's just so true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have two coolers at, at one of my jobs and one of them was off to the side and it was like a freezer. And the other one was like the big walk-in. The freezer cooler was where all the cooks would go off the line just to scream because we got, we had like a chef chef, like, like world renowned, like throw plates mm-hmm. behind yeah, like gosh. crazy. Like Gordon so Ramsay like he'd, type. He'd throw plates or something and I'd be like, I'm good. And go off the line, <laughs> run in the cooler, get mad for a minute, and come back. Just try to be a man about it. That's he awesome. threw a plate. That's awesome. How dare him? <laughs> yeah. He's bad man. Oh, my gosh. Man. I would definitely advise, you know, any guest going into a restaurant, though, especially if they've never worked in the industry, to always keep an open mind when it right. comes to their servers. You know, because you never, like Troy said, you never know what that person is going through. Yes. And do not take it out on your server when something happens to your food. It's not their fault. Yeah, they that's a big one. It. That's a big <laughs> one. Yeah. Like, understand that is, that is where that biggest, came from. That's right. one of my biggest pet peeves. It really is. Like, I did not cook your food, so it's not my fault that the steak is undercooked. To like, actually, let me go get my manager so you can <laughs> yell at them, not me. Okay, bye. So... Or if there's like really long ticket times, you know, like if the, the so kitchen awkward. is weeded and your the table's food isn't coming out, like the server always gets yelled at. Oh yeah. And it's just yeah. so awkward. And there's nothing you can do. Of course, if you are a server and you go into a restaurant and your food's taking a long time, you can always tell oh, 1, if it is really the kitchen that's taking a long time yeah, or if your nice server part. just forgot to put your order in. You like talking about that? It makes me think when me and Troy go out, because we have this type of experience, we kind of have like expectations. Yeah. And if you don't meet those, it's just like, man, like this sucks. It, it's hard to <laughs> flip that switch off. Yeah, when it we is go out. so hard. It is. Especially being in management as well. Yeah. It, it's, you see a different side of things, mm-hmm. even from being a server. Yeah, I bet. And, well, like, I was just talking about, a, like, a long-time ticket, the food taking too long. We know that it's taking too long. Where's the manager? They haven't came by and let us know, hey, I apologize, mm-hmm. this, yeah. that, and the mm-hmm. other. We we talk about it. We point it out. Yeah. It's like, mm, the I, manager should have came by. There's been many, many times where I've been out to dinner with, like, the family, and, like, we'll, we'll ask the server, like, hey, like, you know, where's our appetizer? Like, how why, haven't the, why hasn't the appetizer come out? And 
we'll get some random excuse. And Troy and I will look at each other and be like, she forgot to put it in. Like you can just tell you can always like a, an ex server oh, yeah. can always just tell when your server forgot to put the order in. And mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious. That's so funny. And talking about long time tickets and I have oh, one of gosh. my horror stories from the restaurant. And this was when I was a floor manager at a Papado. Um, Angel- anyone listening, Angelica and I actually met at this Papado. So we were working together at this time. Hi. Um, norm- normally a Papado, if you have enough management staff, you have a opening manager. You have one that's a swing. So they come in through midday. Oh. And then you have your closer. Well, on this random Thursday, it was me, the opener, my GM, and then he had his number two, which is also a kitchen manager. She was like training or something. She was training for a number two to yeah. become the number two. Well, no, she came from Seafood House. Um, and then she went into Papado. Yeah. So she was learning. So I'm the only one on the floor. I'm the only one managing 15 plus servers, so many tables. Well, this one random Thursday at lunch, we go on an hour wait. And if you're listening, that is a very long wait for lunchtime. So that means we were very busy and we didn't have enough servers. Well, the the kitchen got so backed up from the guy that was calling the tickets when they get printed that he walked off of the cook line and just left all of his tickets where they were. Oh, my God. I don't think you've ever told me this story. Yeah. It's. And James, you being in the kitchen, you know how bad that is. If they stop calling tickets. Like what? I wish, I wish the listeners could have seen the video that we're watching right now of James. Like his eyes just got huge. (laughs) Like, oh shit. So So bad. So I don't know what's going on in the kitchen yet. I'm still out on the floor, but all of a sudden I start getting all these tickets from servers that we called them LTTs, which is long time tickets that we just talked about. And I have probably almost 10 of them in my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I walk in the kitchen. Well, first he calls me because I'm in the office. He's like, Angelica, I need you out here right now. Was this I'm so busy. Was this before y'all had gotten together yet too? Or were y'all already together? No, we were together. We were together. Oh, okay. Okay. And I was like, um, okay, I walk out and it's just, I like, I can't even, I can't even explain it. It was so crazy. The front door was completely like packed. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already weeded with tickets in my hand. I tell her, I just need you to, to like, what do you food. need? What do you need? What do you need? I said, just co- start taking care of food off of these tickets. I had the office administrator helping the host stand because they were weeded. Wow. So my mind is just blown at this moment. Like, I don't think I've ever seen the office administrator out of the office when I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> so my mind is blown. I walk into the kitchen. The GM is in the window of the where the cook line is calling tickets, moving like a madman. And the number two was the one pulling food. And I walk up to her and her name, we called her AJ. And I was like, AJ, like what's going on? I have LTT, I have LTTs. I got all these right here. And she looked at me like I was the one that was stupid and said, get out of my face. Yikes. <laughs> I literally looked her in, and this was probably maybe worked with her a couple weeks at this point. Yeah. I looked her in her eyes. I slammed the tickets down in front of her and I said, I have a 40 minute ticket times. People are leaving. Give me my fucking food. 
In front of the GM. 100%. He oh, yeah. he was plating food. He looked up at me. Who was the GM at this point? Um, it was Chase. Chase. Oh, okay. Okay. He was plating food. He looked up at me and then just looked back down to the food and just <laughs> continued like, I ain't got time to worry about this right now. Like, I think we counted everything at the end of the day. I comped probably almost $2,000 worth of food at lunch. Oh, my God. I remember there was like, what, like a 10 top or something? I'd been waiting about an hour. No, it was a 14 top. Oh, well, either way, an hour for their food and they had to leave because their lunch break was over and they didn't get to eat. Oh my God. It was that bad. So that also adds to, for as a guest at a restaurant, you don't know what's happening or what's going on. Don't always assume it's the server. Don't take it out on your server. (laughs) Exactly. I've got a pretty good kitchen story that's kind of like yours, Troy. And it was at this fine dining place I was working. So it's like a three diamond establishment. We do all four course meals. Um, people are buying ace of spades wine, like left and right. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. So we're going through and it, we really rely on the servers to make sure they fire their tickets at the right time. Right. To make sure everything flows smoothly so we can move on to the next people that have reservations at whatever time. Well, for some reason, all the servers were just off that day. Um, oh, no. And so they were firing everything at the same time. So Christopher of Christopher's World Grill was expoing the line so he's pulling tickets and stuff well the tickets keep going and going and going and then they hit the floor oh, and they keep going no. and so he just yells stop everything <laughs> so everybody stops cook stop cooking we're all standing there he like walks out he comes back with a six pack of beer hands him <laughs> down the line he was like all right guys we're gonna refresh right now and he was like and we're gonna rock this food out because nobody's gonna ring anything in again and so luckily he had the, the ability to like stop people from ringing things in. So obviously the front of house went to shit, but the back of house yeah. stayed, stayed cool, which was wow. great because he was on our side a hundred percent. So, oh but yeah, God. it was so crazy. He, he literally stopped the entire line, stopped everything, left the tickets on the floor, went and got a six pack of beer. That's awesome. Let's refresh guys. Let's refresh. <laughs> that is awesome. Did it work? Did it refresh work? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, really what worked is them not firing any more tickets. We were able to rock out the food and then everything started firing again. But yeah, I mean, but you never know like what happens in the front of house. Like it's timing, all kinds of stuff. And like even in anything, like it's so crazy. Like when tables get sat, like if certain persons weeded, so they're throwing everything in at the same time and then Mm -hmm. everybody else is throwing in their, their second or third tables food, like so much stuff that can happen. It's just like different things. Like, like you said, like people getting seated. If you seat too many tables at once and the kitchen goes to shit or, you know, if, I don't even know. There's just so many yeah. different scenarios. If, yeah. if servers don't so do much their, stuff that can happen. If servers don't do their like, job, I was still. Pit, yeah, I have a story about yeah. that in a second. Yeah, I was still having like like. There's so many scenarios that I was still having new scenarios that had never happened to me in the industry. <laughs> in my final years in the industry, I was like, "Oh, this has never happened to me." Like, it's crazy the amount of stuff that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Or even not having enough servers, so you have to close off sections, and then that's what causes oh. the wait. And and oh, then people, people just randomly go sit there, and they're like, "Well, this table was just no. open." You, so you can't sit there. I was a pro at that at Papado. I, I would push so many tables together and just be like, "Oh, that's reserved for a larger table later in the day." <laughs> I was a pro at doing that part. Right, any listeners um, that went to Papado? <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what happened. Yep. That's why you didn't eat. That's why you didn't sit by the back windows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, but talking about it, we could probably go on forever about stories. Seriously. Um, talking about how servers don't do their job at the dish pit. I was a kitchen manager at another, at another Papado after I got transferred. And this one was an open kitchen concept. So meaning the guests could see into the kitchen. 
they could see me working and the cooks working. Well, underneath me, there were bus tubs that I could put my dirty dishes, whatever. Yeah. And me, the kitchen manager, the dishwashers would pick that up for me to, to empty it. Well, I had so many servers that were thought they were so busy that they could just use my bus tub for their dirty dishes and be completely full. And on top of that, they were leaving full trays on the dish pit. I stopped, like James said, I stopped everything for front of house. My cooks were good. They were fine. But I took all those dirty, full things that were dirty. I moved it away from the dish pit up to the side. I called my floor manager. I said, Brittany, give me all of the servers right fucking now. I don't care what they're doing. <laughs> I said, if you have to pull them away from the table, I need them here now. She pulled all of them in. There was maybe like 10 of them at this night. And I tell them, I was like, y'all see this? I was like, this is not my responsibility. This is not my dishwasher responsibility. I said, these are y'all's dirty dishes. What you need to do right now before you leave this kitchen is put them in a dish rack and run them through the dish machine. I said, I don't care if you say it's your job or not. You're not getting another table until you do it. <laughs> Did they do it? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Boss no, man. Nobody was getting to leave or anything. That was probably the one time that I was ever rude or an asshole to my servers because yeah. they fucked over my dishwashers. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take care of that back house. Oh, yeah. Hon honestly, a lot of people don't know this, but I feel dishwashers are the reason restaurants move and keep going. People yeah. think it's the servers. They think it's the cooks. They won't be able to serve or cook on anything if it's not clean. Yeah. Very true. I never really thought about it, to be honest. I mean, and that makes me sound like a horrible person, but as a server, you don't really think right. about. That's like the manager brain. A lot Troy. of people in the back of house. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that just kind of adds on to the, another thing of, you never know what's going on. Don't always blame your server type thing. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I guess, I guess in that one, it is the server's fault, but <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't always take it out on them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that one for sure was, <laughs> but kind of tailgating off of that one though, cause it was dealing with back of house employees. Um, I kind of wanted to go into the next point I had and, I don't think you and James will really feel this one as much as me and Angelica, <laughs> but, um, talking about how female servers, at least in my experience, will a lot of times face harassment kind of in a way from yes. guests or, or even some, some members of staff. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't mainly staff. I can't relate Was to it. Was it mainly staff for you? For me, yes. yes. Okay. Not guests. I can't relate to it, but I've seen it being yeah. a kitchen manager and being in the restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. I can't relate either, but I've seen it too many times to yeah. count, like from kitchen staff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like it was mainly, and, and I don't want to like single them out and blame them, but I do feel like it did more come from the kitchen staff than other servers. No, 100%. It was majority of the time it was the cooks. That's who yes. it was. Yes, yeah. It was. yeah. And the cooks, the cooks back there, they don't really have a filter either. No, the whole time they're none. back there. So they, don't, they don't have to have a filter. So as servers walk by or walk through, like they continue with no filter. And those things are very, like they think we can't like, hear them. They check you out and yeah. start whistling at you and just staring yeah. at you. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, from the other fellow servers, I feel like, there would there would be flirting from fellow servers, 
you know, definitely. And I, and I dated my fair share of servers that I worked with, you know, but as far as if you go into like actual harassment, I don't feel like I ever felt any actual harassment from servers or managers. It was really kitchen staff. Yeah. And I just, Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you just feel like you're protected by being behind that line? Behind the cook line? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I think they do. Yeah, I just, I don't know. From from my experience, a lot of a lot of the cooks and everything else, I feel like they also have a thought of seniority too. Yeah, and I I don't want to say that it's every single one in every restaurant either, because there were there were many times that I worked in restaurants where there was kitchen staff that were awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing totally. people. Okay, there's just, just there are of some yeah. occasionally that aren't amazing people (laughs) (laughs) so but i actually did face it some from actual guests as well um because i don't know how how many different places did you was a papa the only one like the papa's company the only one you really worked at sis that was that's restaurant yeah yeah okay see i worked at a bunch of different places that um were kind of more not as High end, not you know, not yeah. as fancy, I guess you could say. <laughs> you know, like Joe's Crab Shack and you know other places that were a lot more casual. So the guests that you got in were not casual or were, were casual. A lot. <laughs> I, I'm trying to use it as like I'm trying to figure out like the nicest terms I can say. <laughs> but you know, they didn't have a problem with anything they had to say you know they yeah. they didn't think that it was bad to hey you know you're you're really nice like you you look really good you know yeah, or you up and those down. jeans make you look good like I, i've gotten comments like that from guests before it's so weird and it's very uncomfortable when you have a guest tell you that you have a nice ass <laughs> basically <laughs> when you say you uh, know? thank you um stop looking so i mean and like you had told me earlier you know when we you and i were talking about it like there were definitely times where you would harm harmlessly flirt with tables in order to try to get a better tip when i was bartending i did that you know but and i i'd done my fair share of that as well but when it comes to there's a line there's a line yeah there's you know and there there's several there's many moments where that line got crossed Mm -hmm. for me and there was actually I couldn't imagine. a long time when my in my restaurant career where I I wore a fake wedding ring because and for our listeners I'm not married I've never been married but I would wear a wedding ring a fake one on my hand on my finger to try to deter that mm-hmm. now it didn't always work but some, some sometimes it did some men are dogs and might see that as a challenge I actually had some men <laughs> so. tell me that it was a very pretty <laughs> ring. And but they could do better. Oh, I'm like, um, I don't really know how to respond. <laughs> to that. I know, I'm like, uh, okay. got every play in the book. Yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> um, this is nowhere near what y'all have faced. But I used to have middle-aged women tell me at the bar that I was a cute little white boy. I was just about to ask you and James if y'all <laughs> had ever been hit on by boy. women before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And again, it's nowhere sure. near what y'all probably have experienced. Had y'all ever been made yeah. to feel uncomfortable from it? 
I don't think I would let myself really feel uncomfortable for it. There was definitely some uncomfortable things said. Um, but you just didn't but, take it, like, like brush it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really brush it off. Like, and you have to look at it like this. It's like the roles are flipped, and so like you know, like I, I feel like what is like she's not going to like sexually assault me or like touch me or anything because mm. I'm I'm a guy. Like I'm back here. She's over there. She's not going to do that. But like it's a little bit different when like you're a female server and you're out on the floor and you're walking through like aisles and stuff and you're getting closer mm-hmm. to these people like that's a whole different thing and men are like naturally like predatory so like obviously you would feel uncomfortable before may- maybe feel uncomfortable before the situation even arose like oh like I've got to get really close to this guy like squeezing through mm-hmm. um, and then for him to like make a comment after that then it feels probably really uncomfortable on your part to have to go through you know whatever way you're walking yeah. like. So, yeah, I didn't really take it as, as anything serious. I, re- I definitely did brush it off. But, like, thinking back on it, it's kind of gross. It's, like, it's stuff yeah, these older it's ladies so, can say. So, like, it's kind of so, gross. I do have another question for you, James and Troy. As managers, in y'all's experience, did y'all ever have employees come to you with complaints in this nature? Yeah, I have. And yeah, it was, I had a couple. And the only thing you could do... I mean, I was just about to ask, what do you do in that situation? I mean, I mean obviously you could. Call I'm sure someone, there's like a restaurant policy for yeah. it. I, I just don't you know. Could, you could call someone out or do anything, but that's not going to look good. Yeah. And you want to protect your servers, but you also have to still serve these guests. Mm-hmm. The only thing really was to exchange the tables, exchange mm-hmm. servers. If they're uncomfortable, just finding another server, letting letting the other server know what's going on, not in detail. But just saying, hey, like, I need to switch you out. Can you take over this table? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Just to get the server that's uncomfortable as far away from that person right, as we out can. Out of the situation. Right. Oh, I've I've requested, the, like, the guests. I've requested, like, their IDs and stuff. So can I get your IDs? Just I need to, like, make a copy really quick for when she files a police report later. And then they get really <laughs> uncomfortable. And then they don't, they don't, they don't want to give you their ID. They don't want to eat there anymore. They don't want to do anything. And I'm just like, well, hey, like. You know, you made this situation arise, like, you know, just follow through with it. Like, wow. let's, let's go all the way. That's awesome. So, because, like, that's the only thing that can really be done is, like, a police report be filed. Um, yeah. And it's hard to prove anything. I mean, you have cameras, but you can't prove what somebody said. Yeah, and if okay. she's the only one who heard it and, you know, if another server overheard it, then great. Like, we're, nice. we're in good, good, yeah, we're in good, like, right. company with having an extra person to back it up. But, yeah, it's typically, it's always just, like, the one one server and then... A comments made or something is done um and it's, if we can't see it on camera and we can't hear it then it's it's it sucks because like we're shit out of luck and like you know you're trying to protect like your staff and you know you yeah. just kind of get the shit into the stick too i do think and and i actually meant to say something about this earlier when we were talking about you know putting on a show and all of this but i completely forgot <laughs> but <laughs> it kind of goes along a tiny bit about what you're saying i think it's great for management like you to definitely stick up for your servers you know like in that Mm -hmm. situation or in any kind of situation when a guest is complaining or whatever because i mean like i had an experience at at papado um and i think you were working that day troy the day that the table made me cry maybe i don't remember I i had i had a big table of guests and it was a big party and the kitchen messed up on the main the main woman at the table her plate of course. it was like the mom 
And she took it out on me. She started screaming at me, like screaming at me in the restaurant. And I just turned around and walked off. Because I didn't know what else to do. Like, I, I, I don't that's, know what I'm supposed to that's do. That's the best that's, thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's the best and thing And I walked up to the two managers on the floor, which were Lisa and Ryan. Mm-hmm. And actually, it was just Lisa at first. And then Ryan saw me from across the room. He could see that I was crying. And he walked God, up. so great. And was like, I still love that guy. why are you crying? And so I started my story over again and told him. And he's like, oh, hell no. I'm going to take care of this right now. <laughs> I can see him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and he went and took care of it for me. He stood up for me. He told the woman how this had nothing to do with me. I had nothing to do with why her food came out wrong. You know, that he apologized that it came out wrong. And and of course he comped her food, you know, but he still stood up for me at mm-hmm. the same time. And I just, he, uh, he had already had my respect to begin with. Cause Ryan is amazing, but he earned so much more respect from me that yeah. day. He's, he's where I got my management style pretty much. He was, he was like a mentor to me. Like I, I think, cause I've had managers in the past that did not do that. They did not stick up for their employees. Mm-hmm. Their their management style was the customer is always right, which the customer is not always right. No, not <laughs> always. That's right. the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling knowing that like you can't go to your manager because yeah. your manager is also like a torment. So like you're like okay, I have like a douche at the table who's like harassing me, and now if I go to my manager, my manager also harasses me. So what am I yeah. supposed to tell them? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I always tried to be. The opposite of what James just said. Exactly. Yeah. No matter from the way that I always looked at it was it's that I worked for my staff mm-hmm. as a manager yeah. because I couldn't do my job unless they were doing theirs. Yeah. So I, I tried to work for them. And even if my server was wrong, I would take the brunt of everything for them. Mm-hmm. I always told them, I said, no matter what happens, if it is something that is outside of your like capabilities, like just your what your job code mm-hmm. is, no matter what it is, come to me. I will take the brunt. We will talk about it later. Yeah. That was just my management style. Yeah. I mean, I and, have... I'm sorry. Go ahead, James. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I have um, kind of a story of like harassment, but it's nothing like sexually harassment or harass or whatever. Um, when I was starting off in the restaurant industry, I was a host and I was a board runner. And for those who don't know what a board runner is, it's pretty much you're the one, you're the steering wheel of the restaurant and you're the one who tells, you know, your host where you're going to go sit and pretty much the flow of the restaurant. And I remember one night we were on a probably hour and a half to hour, 45 minute wait. And there's a guest that just kept coming up to me like every 15 minutes. And I'm like, sir, like it's only been X amount of time. You still have this X amount of time came up to me. And then just all of a sudden he just got so pissed off and was in my face yelling at me. And I'll never forget. He was just yelling at me and I'm just 16 year old me. Just like, what do I do? I'd like stand back. And that's the worst when you're young too. And that happens like, right. a, like a high school young. And you're just like, I, I have like no this is the control. first time this has ever happened to you. Like, right. Like, how do I deal with this? You yeah. don't train you. Like, you're not an like adult. This. You don't know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. And this is, um, I don't know how this man was, but he was an adult. And I just remember AJ, he was my manager, came up and got in his face. And this 
manager is a skinny little dude. He's the <laughs> cutest thing ever. But he was just like, get out of my restaurant. And he's like, well, this, that, and the other, like freaking out because it's taking so long. He's like, I don't care. Get out of my restaurant. You are not going to talk to my host like that. And I was just like, oh. AJ, you're just, like, the nicest person ever. <laughs> and I'm just, like, crying because, like, like like Jenny said, like, I have never experienced anything like that. And for a man to come up to me and yell at me because yeah. I can't get him seated fast enough because tables aren't getting up, nothing to do with me. Exactly. And I just, it's just stuff like that that's, like, like you guys said, it's good to have your managers to back you up because if, I mean, I wouldn't know what to do. And he yeah. literally kicked him out and he didn't he wasn't able to come in so so should we do like a quick like advice for people that have never worked in the industry like this is what not to do when you go out to eat (laughs) just be nice right i was like i feel like i feel like this episode is pretty much what it's about like yeah all the things we've been through so do the opposite of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah tip well be nice to your server (laughs) under be understanding Yes. yes, open-minded. I actually on I put I did the post for like the teaser for this episode. It was like a little TikTok video that I posted on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you follow us. Um, and it had like a couple different pictures of like a restaurant and then like a server taking an order and stuff like that. And one of it, one of them was a credit card receipt of like an an order, and it had the total, but in the tip section. Instead of an actual tip, the person wrote in, do better. Mm-mm. Like, don't do that to your yeah. server. If you're not, it's it goes back to being a kid. If you don't the, have anything nice to say, don't say the it. The only time it is okay to write in words in that section. There are two times I would say it is okay to write words into that section instead of a dollar amount. And it is if you are leaving a cash tip. So write the word cash. Like, that's what I do. And then leave the cash tip instead of on the card, right? Or if your brother works at Papado as a bartender and you go visit him and he will not allow you to tip him. <laughs> this was my personal experience, guys. When Before I started working at Papado, when Troy did, and he, my daughter and I would go visit him for dinner, he would not allow me to tip him. So instead of leaving him a tip, my daughter would write in that little tip section on the credit card receipt, she would write, I love you on there. (laughs) (laughs) So that was his tip was, I love you. (laughs) So it's the only two times you were allowed to write in words in that section instead of a dollar amount. I think there's a big thing too with people (laughs) like in general, like if you, if you can't afford to tip when you're going out, then that technically means you can't afford to go out. Right. Like, you have yes. to remember that. 100%. Like, go to fast food then if you can't afford to tip. Yes, exactly. Or go, get it go to somewhere go it... or something. Well, I don't know. Yeah, like, or go to counter service. To you know, go? go to counter service. I do. That's... Yes, I still you, we should. You get... I mean, I do. I'm asking if y'all do. We, That's what I'm, we I do, meant. yes. <laughs> I, do. I didn't mean, I didn't mean Especially that. Especially when like, I know I they have dedicated to-go people. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, diehard, like to go people for sure yeah yeah no i wasn't asking that as in like i don't do it do y'all i just meant like just in general i I want to add some one thing to what you said about (laughs) writing the word cash on the tip line and james kind of actually mentioned this before Mm -hmm. but honestly and it's hard to do this because we don't carry cash either but it was it's so much better to tip your server in cash 
because it shows up as it's kind of defeating the government in a way. (laughs) (laughs) It shows up less on their W-2s and everything. So technically, a little more money. (laughs) Be careful, Ben. (laughs) But don't don't write the word cash. Just put a zero on it so that it doesn't look like they're claiming something. Okay. So that is kind of... uh, it is like that's the thing so <laughs> so like i would i would have my servers like once a week i'd be like hey like on a saturday i'd be like hey we're gonna we're gonna claim your cash chips today we don't have to claim anything the rest of the week but just today because i need to make sure you get over 725 so then you're not you know it's not coming out of the restaurant's pocket because then that's going to fall back on me like there's no way they didn't make at least 725 an hour so i would always make them claim at least one day and some of them were smart enough to know like what they needed to claim so you know, every now and then they'd be like, yeah, um, I got like uh, 40 bucks cash. Like, yeah. And yeah, to all the happen. all the servers who think they're they're beating the man, at least you claim something. Don't be an asshole and put zero every fucking night. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, by yeah, this is something I, servers can do. By the time I started working at Papado, I completely forgot how to do the whole thing every night, like the cash out every night. Like to figure out how much you yeah. you have to put in like and how much you get to take at home. Like I would literally go to Troy every time he was working, and be like, Troy, how do I do this again? Like I really don't remember. And if it wasn't you, it was one of my other friends that worked at Papado with us. And I'd, I'd go to them and be like, How do I do this again? And I worked there for like what a year and a half, yeah, two years, and I literally did that every single shift because I could never remember how to do that. <laughs> It's so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> really is. What's confusing is like the the restaurants that tip out cash every day. Like that gets confusing sometimes. Because balancing the registers and all that stuff that goes it gets a little wonky. Yeah. Uh thankfully for us, Papa's was a large company that had a lot of systems mm-hmm. in place. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it was Did it all for you? Us. Yeah. Pretty much. Lucky. But, yeah, like mom and pop places or like different or just like sole proprietor, like sole owner or whatever. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I really don't. There's a lot of math that goes into it. Shit, we had mm-hmm. shit automated and I still can do the math. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's that HISD education yeah. shining yeah, there. Very true. That's that hizd. That <laughs> Walter tr- treated us very well, didn't it, James? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Right. Um, well, I think that's about it for tonight, guys. What do y'all think? I think so. Can't think of anything else. Yeah, I don't have any further comments. No. That was fun. Like memory lane, going down memory that was. lane. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> that was a good one. I feel, really I feel like we... I'm glad I joined. Yes, thank you for being here I with feel us. like we need to do it again, but have, have it more of advice for the industry, for like yeah. people who are in it, rather than people who aren't. Yeah, I feel like that, that would, would be, be fun. That would be a fun one to do. All right. Well, maybe we'll do another restaurant be. industry episode. You know, a couple weeks down the line for, for sure. actual good. industry workers and not non-industry workers. <laughs> <laughs> we should so. find someone that's like, wait, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's in the industry. Yeah, to see what it's like now. Yeah. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah, fine. I'm sure. I'm sure one of. I us mean, has I feel like I'm bar. still kind of in it. But yeah. are you really like in it? In it? I'm not in it. In it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it, but not in it. In it. <laughs> but I meet with the people that are in it. In it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do have one more thing to say. Yeah. What's up? And I think this kind of stems because we're new parents, 
and James, you're still kind of a new parent, I guess. Um, yeah, I do. Our child is going to experience the industry at some point in his life. And if you have, oh, we already have a plan. If you have a child yeah. or a teenager, I highly recommend putting them in this industry. Uh, one, it's going to give them a little bit thicker skin. People skills. Yeah. People skills. And it also started mm-hmm. to teach them the value of money. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's a really Definitely. big thing nowadays is that everything is just expected. Yeah. 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 And we want to put our kids, we want our kids to work at Chick-fil-A. I love so We that. want them to like, yeah, really yeah. get the people skills. Because we both worked there for a while. Like really I get like the people skills down, which is definitely, oh, great. Yeah. And then, you know, there's just so much that you learn with interacting with people. Like you guys said, with the people skills money management like you now you know the value of a dollar like it took oh, yeah. you an hour to earn that eight bucks yeah like that's, yeah. that's what you get <laughs> they start hiring at 16 right yeah okay my daughter's turning so 16, 16 this summer 16th birthday so we've already talked birthday, about her getting a job we've already talked about her getting a job when that she would turns be a 16. good place for her to start and if she yeah, wants to do that actually we, well, we, actually, really well. we actually applied last summer when she turned 15 and that's when we found out okay yeah that she's too young <laughs> Mm-hmm. so yeah it was really good i i worked after high school there but i did i did the morning shift like the truck shift so i did like 4 a.m to 12 and then i had the whole day ahead of me it oh, was great nice. yeah but yeah. 4 a.m man that's yeah. early well and with my daughter, <laughs> with my daughter being in online school like she'll be able to do more than just yeah. like a night Any shift, shift or a weekend really? shift. like she can do a day shift mm-hmm. you know yeah that's great so that would be really good yeah so that'd work out well. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to throw that. But I agree. Yeah. Out there. That's a that's a great Definitely. great point, Troy. Great point. <laughs> Definitely, I agree. Really, any kind of service industry. I concur. Right, any mm-hmm. service, even yeah. like retail. Yeah, I feel like it's still. I've worked good. retail as well. So I think you just the kids need a job before they're out of high school, just yeah. to learn the real world a little bit. Yeah, because they're so they, sheltered they in school. Because they don't turn, teach you shit about the real world in high school. Mm. <laughs> No, they like refuse to. Exactly. The, the greatest, the greatest class I ever took in my life was my my second semester of college. I took this like this like real world money management class. They taught me how to how to like um like get a mortgage, how to my car payments, how to calculate all that stuff. Like everything that was so real world applicable. Shit, I need to take I, like, my class up now. In that class. Wow. Yeah. I didn't oh, know it was, was called contemporary. Like... Yeah, it's called contemporary mathematics. Oh, I need that, that class terrible. now. Learn how no, to do but it literally, <laughs> it wasn't even hard. It would just like taught me life. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm a new person. <laughs> I'm a whole adult now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yes. how I felt. I graduated <laughs> to adulthood. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. I think we need that class now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, we still, I, we need the, like, that needs to be like continuing education. Like, we just got to keep going. Every, no, like, every five my, years. need to redo. Our mom yeah. still did my taxes up until two years ago. So, I mean. We, yeah. yeah, I do everyone's taxes done. in the family. We we get them done. So <laughs> they, I don't. They are complete. <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it for tonight, guys. James, I want to thank you very much for joining us, and Angelica, of course. You're welcome. Uh, we very much enjoyed both of you guys being on. <laughs> All right, guys. It was great to be on here. I really Thank appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, James. Thanks, appreciate James. it, man. All right. Well, guys, our next episode, we are going to actually be taking a one-week break next week because Troy and Angelica are going to be going on vacation. Yeah, we are. On a cruise <laughs> for Troy's birthday. 
which actually, by the way, happy birthday, Troy. Yes, happy birthday. His birthday yeah. was yesterday. You're 30. Happy birthday. I know. I'm now. The big 3-0. Yeah, I'm now in the part where. You are old. Where if I complain <laughs> about my body hurting now, it doesn't look as bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in my 30s, man. Right, my, my back is killing me. So, but technically, this cruise is for both of your birthdays, right? Because yes. Angelica, yours is in February. Yes. So, it'll be for both of your birthdays. So, Yay. y'all have fun next week. Yes, Thank I'm. You. I'm the lucky man that has a wife with a Valentine's birthday. You're yeah. welcome. That expects whoop, whoop. two gifts and a dinner. You're welcome. Oh, James. James, help, help Flowers, me out here. Gifts, dinner. Help me out here before we end. Flowers, real quick. gifts, dinner. Yeah. Oh, dude. I yeah, was you can't go two now. gifts. But, but, my you sister's gotta do... got the birthday two days after Christmas. She gets one gift, combo gift. Yeah, see? <laughs> hey, it's a gift for birthday. I thought you were on my team here. A and gift flowers for, birthday, for Valentine's. Dinner for Valentine's. Okay, dinner. I'm on Team James at my house. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry, Jim. But anyways, you guys have fun next week. Y'all we be will. safe. I will be helping mom and mom-in-law <laughs> with babysitting David. We will all have super fun, uh, but the week after will be our next episode, and we are going to be doing it on the JFK assassination conspiracy theories. Dun, dun, dun. I'm super excited about this one because this is something I'm really, really interested in. So who really killed JFK? Was it the CIA? Lee Harvey Oswald. Was it the mafia? <laughs> who do you think it was? <laughs> <laughs> but we're also going to be joined by our cousin Freddie, which I'm really excited yeah, about because this guy be is hilarious. It's going to be he a good is one. definitely so, a character for sure. So that'll be out in about two weeks, guys. So we will see y'all then. And you guys have a good night. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Appreciate it.